Well, welcome everybody to Stealing Signs. This is the uh, this is probably the toughest show. I don't know if uh, Swag and Mikey uh, would agree, but this has got to be the toughest thing: how to pick impact rookies for redraft leagues that are pitchers. I mean, it's hard enough to pick pitchers anyway, but this is really tough. And I do want our listeners to know how committed our pseudo scout is. This is his birthday. He is doing a show on his birthday. He's sitting here with his notes in front of him, his headset on, in the studio, working for you on his birthday. Happy birthday, Justin. Thank you very much. I wouldn't be anywhere else at this moment. (laughs) You're doing it for the fans. I love it. I love it. So, I, you know, look, if you do get the right pitching prospect, it could really make it all come together for your season, right? Um, Now, as a listener, you have to have some responsibility here. You need to pay attention to the rest of spring training. You need to know what injuries are happening. You need to watch many of these guys early in the minor league system and see uh, how they're doing if they don't break with if they don't break with the major league club. And I'm going to start with a guy that I'm going to call the top contributor. I don't think he's going to break with the major league uh, club, but when he does, I think he's going to be amazing. And that's Mackenzie Gore from San Diego. You know what I mean? He, if it's not Scottish, it's crap. Uh, so, I mean, this, look, this is what an MLB ace looks like before he's born, at least born into a major league roster. He's got four-plus pitches. I mean, his stats from last year, he pitched 101 innings. He had a 1.69 ERA, 134 stri- excuse me, 135 strikeouts and 28 walks. He crushed the hitter-friendly California League. I look at offensive hitters and say, geez, if they have good offensive stats in California, it's probably more the league effect, but this guy dominated the California League. And I'm just looking at someone who could ultimately end up playing 81 games in the pitcher-friendly ballpark that uh, is in San Diego, and boy, that adds a lot to to like when this guy gets his chance. Yeah, I definitely agree. Uh, Another thing that I really dig about Gore is it's a very deceptive delivery. I love his uh, mound presence and that... uh, that big uh, competitive level that he plays with, it's very reminiscent of a Madison Bumgarner. Mm-hmm. He's got a chance to be something really, really special for, gosh, next 15 years given his youth and, uh, and pedigree. Beautiful. So who do you have as your top contributor, the guy that's going to pay off for the owner who picks him up this year? You know, it uh, might be an easy pick here, kind of a cop-out, but I can't stress enough how nasty Jesus Lazardo is going to be. I think oh, yeah. he's. I think he's going to be coming into uh, the Oakland A's um, rotation. I think he's going to establish himself very early as their ace. Bob Melvin has said that there's not going to be an inning pitch uh, limit from him. Oh wow! You know he's he's already locked into the starting rotation. A lot of hype. You might end up needing to pay for that in, in uh, you know around like the tenth round or so, but. Gosh, I mean, this is a kid who uh, he was 12 strikeouts per nine in his debut. Um, A's left him on the postseason roster for a reason. And uh, if you ever watched the highlight of him striking out Mike Trout in the 2019 spring training, uh, leaving Mike Trout shaking his head as he's walking back to the dugout, (laughs) uh, it really gives you an idea and the impact that this kid's going to have. Yeah, now, I I think we should all know that you are an A's fan. So is this a homer pick of yours, or do you really think this kid's got the stuff? No, I, I, I'm serious. The, this kid's got a chance to be legit. Um, this kid, he's got the it factor. This is the kid you need on your roster. 
especially in dynasty drafts. All right. So for redraft, he's great. For dynasty drafts, he's a must get. Now let's move over to the values. Uh, I want to remind our listeners, these are the guys that you're going to pick, you're going to pay some money for, but they're actually going to, you think, going to deliver at least on the money you pay, maybe a little better. Who do you have as your value pick? Who's going to give good value for the owners this year? You know, I don't understand why Spencer Howard is not ranked higher. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know Jack's going to love it, but uh, I think the Phillies have a budding ace. So get this. In any stop in in the minor leagues, he has never had a K per nine lower than 11. Wow. His ERA, FIP, and XFIP throughout AA, none of those figures were above a 2.7. Um, even in high A, they were never above a 1.8. You know, so that's how dominant this kid is. Uh, even in the Arizona League, uh, his heater was, he was pumping it up to 99. Um, he had 27 strikeouts and 21 innings pitched with a 2.11 ERA. And this is an offensive league in the Arizona League. Uh, Spencer Howard, he's got a uh, great offense behind him with the Phillies. Uh, he's going to be facing the, uh, the Marlins a bunch. And with Aaron Nola and uh, Zach Wheeler at the top of the rotation, he's also going to be facing a bunch of number threes, fours, and fives against other staffs. I think Spencer Howard is going to be, he's going to be nasty. That's absolutely somebody that you want to get. I'm very high on him. I think it's a great pick. I think it's a great pick, and you're right. Swag is going to be very happy that there's a Philadelphia Philly in your value picks. I went with Nate Pearson of Toronto. This guy is a six foot six inch tall, 245-pound monster. I mean, his fastball touches triple digits on the regular. It's considered a 70-plus grade pitch. And this guy, I mean, he could just flat out shove it. He then mixes in a slider and a good enough changeup that uh, it'll throw any hitters off. Uh, and the timing is just gone. He's having a fantastic spring. There's been a lot of talk about the Jays finally putting some effort into building a rotation and that this guy could be a part of it. Just his stats from last year, real impressive, 2.59 ERA, 119 strikeouts and 29 walks. I know they have Thor in the National League East, and I think this is Hulk in the American League East. Uh, what do you think, Justin? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm totally with you. I, I think Nate Pearson's going to be a big-bodied inning eater. You know, I, I think Toronto really has something special to go with that very young uh, starting lineup of theirs. So moving from Thor and Hulk, we're going to take a look at a bus. This is, the, this is the player we want our listeners to stay away from. There's danger signs here. And I went with Forrest Whitley, the pitcher from Houston. And, you know, the stuff is there. You'll see Forrest Whitley's name up in the in the rankings, you know, but pitchers are always an injury concern. And the injuries that he had last year really concerned me. He had the oblique and lat injuries. There's some scary things to hear with a pitcher. He did have a suspension. So that's kind of concerning as well. I think your competitors are going to draft him because if they don't really know who this guy is, you're going to see potential. He did have a good showing in the Arizona Fall League this past fall. You know, there are some positives here. His K to nine last year, K for nine innings is higher than 13. And the Astros have great pitching coaches all throughout the organization. I just don't see the innings for him this year. And there's just too many red flags for me on Forrest Whitley. Stay away from him is my advice. Yeah, I'll agree with that. He did have some issues um, uh, with command. You know, you mentioned the off-field and the on-field issues. Um yeah, I, I'm I'm with you on that. You might want to wait a little bit with uh, Forrest Willie. You know, I'm I'm going to go with another uh, big draft pick. Uh, you know, we kind of touched on with my beloved A's. Uh, it pains me to say that AJ Puck 
is the guy I'm picking as my bust. Oh, okay. That's a surprise. This is a kid. He's a, he's a consensus top 10, 12 starting pitching prospect. Um, you know, he had that big pedigree uh, coming out of uh, University of Florida. He was, he was a top 10 draft pick. But look, uh, he hasn't thrown over 50 innings in a season since 2017. He's had it as Tommy John. He's uh, now recovering from shoulder issues. Uh, he's never had a walk rate at any stop below 6.8%. Wow. There's a lot of reliever risk. He does have some nasty stuff, but uh, you know what? Just let that be somebody else's problem. I'd let another team uh, go ahead and draft him. Stay away from AJ Puck. Yeah, fool's gold. Okay, and that's another one. I mean, I see him in the magazines and all over the place, so... Great advice there. Now, who do we think is 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 sneaky good? Who are you picking as your sleeper this year? Speaking of uh, big bodies out on the East, uh, you know, I got a similar guy for the Mets. It is uh, David Peterson. Now, he does not have any plus pitch like Nate uh, Pearson does. Um, but the reason why I like uh, Peterson as a sleeper no one knows who this kid is. He's six foot six, 240 pounds. He's a lefty. He knows how to pitch. He induces a lot of weak contact. He's smart. He's going to be an inning eater. I think he's uh, going to be a possible number three uh, in, in the Mets uh, rotation. And look at those guys know how to develop starting pitchers. You mentioned Thor earlier. DeGrom came out of there. Zach Wheeler came out of there. And I think David Peterson's going to, uh, he's going to benefit from those pitching coaches as well. Um, he's got a good offense behind him. He's never had Tommy John. Uh, and look, look who the number uh, four and five guys are for the Mets. It's Michael Waka and Rick Porcello. Mm-hmm. He's got a legit chance to, uh, to get into there. And uh, you're going to get him very, very late. I think that he's a guy that uh, he, he's going to give you value, especially if you're in a deep league. David Peterson. I love it. I love it. And I, I really like that you're talking about opportunity, right? So hard to predict with these pitching prospects. And there you go. Uh, you know, I, I don't see those that, that four and five there uh, stopping him. I, I went with another pitching factory. Uh, I went down to Miami and I picked Sixto Sanchez. Love the name. He could be on a spaghetti western. If uh, I mean, just uh, <laughs> sounds great. Yeah. This kid's got speed, and he's got off speed, and that's what you need at the major league level, right? Upper nineties fastball, above average curveball, and a change should definitely play at the MLB level. He's going to be playing in Marlins Park. I don't care if they pull the fences in a little bit. You got to pull the fences in a lot to make a difference at that park. The Marlins know how to develop pitchers. Uh, they have a good track record of doing so, and they tend to be aggressive with moving their players through the minors. Uh, you know, that's one thing I've always really liked about the Marlins is they're not afraid to put the young kids into tough situations, see how they're doing, and move them all the way up into the majors. There's going to be a lot of opportunity for him, to, for him to pitch from the bump this year. Last year, he had a two, uh, .276 ERA, 103 strikeouts, and 21 walks. I'm going with Sixto. Sixto Sanchez is my sleeper. Yeah, I, I like that one. There's a reason why he was the centerpiece in the uh, Real Muto trade, and uh, oh, yeah. I think a lot of people are forgetting about him since he's with the uh, Marlins now. I think that's a, that's a hell of a pick. Well, beautiful. Uh, listen, Justin, thank you so much for sending your birthday with me, with the listeners. Really appreciate the commitment and dedication. I hope you have a, a good night. Justin, have a great night. Thank you very much. <laughs> 